You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Lord, good to see everybody. I'd like to share with you about our trip to Pigeon Forge this week, but I want to move right along. But our joy class, Just Older Youth, uh, we went and it was great. I'll, I'll just give you a, a quick rundown. We ate and then we ate and then we ate again. All right. And I know you've been standing for a while, but if you're able, stand back with me as we read the scriptures here. Praise the Lord. The title of the message is um, Why We Struggle to Believe God's Promises. And, uh, There's a lot of people this morning that are struggling. There's a lot of things going on in the world today, but God is faithful and we can stand on the promises of God. And I'm not here to excite you today. I'm here trusting and praying that God's going to bring some help to all of us. So the title again is why we struggle to believe God's promises and pastor Aaron, if you'll give Miss Mary the mic. Normally I read out of the King James version, but I crossed over and, and looked at the NIV and I like the way the NIV read. So if you're a King James fanatic, uh, just give me a little bit of grace today. All right. Uh, your, so Psalms chapter 145 verse 13, it says your kingdom is everlasting. Your kingdom, God is an everlasting, everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures through all generations. Now the rest of this verse is where I really want to hang my hat today. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. I I think maybe you already missed that. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. Miss Mary, would you bless the reading of the word of God, please? Father, first of all, we want to pause and just thank you for being here in our midst, Lord. Mm -hmm. Lord, that you've taken the time today to stop by Joel City. And Lord, you're not here by accident because there are hearts that's broken. God, there's needs that need to be met today. That's right. And Father, nowhere in the Bible does it say that you didn't reach out and touch those, Mm -hmm. Lord, that came to you with a heart full of love. Yes, God. God, as you ministered individuals today, we pray, God, for that one, Lord, that needs you, the one that needs salvation today, the greatest miracle of all. May you minister to those today, God, Mm -hmm. I pray. Father, we just thank you today that your word is true. We can stand upon your word. All Mm -hmm. other things may fail, but your word will never fail, Lord. God, when Mm -hmm. you said, Lord, you would never leave us nor forsake us, that means in the hard times and that means in the good times. And I'm asking you today, God, to grace this place once again with the anointing of your Holy Spirit 
walk in and out of the pews, I pray God and stop and touch that one. God, that's ready to touch you, I pray. Minister through our pastor this morning, I pray. I ask you, Lord, for a double portion of your anointing of your spirit today and we will not fail you or to give you praise for all that's going to come back and offer a praise to you for what you've done in their lives this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Amen. So why is it hard? Why is it hard for us to believe that God has an individual plan for our very lives? It seems like it's easier to believe that God has a plan for somebody else instead of you. So today I'm here to confirm through the word of God that God cares about you and God has a plan for you. Individually, God has a plan for your life. So there is several reasons uh, that we feel like God has just, uh, you know, we struggle to believe God's promises. And and I could just go all day long, but there's three areas uh, that I want to speak about. And the first one was sometimes we feel like it's hard to believe God's promises because we get in a place that we feel like God has forgotten us. Can I tell you, that is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten your circumstance. God knows your name. God knows the number of hair that is on your head. God is still God. God is on the throne. The devil is a liar. You don't believe what the devil whispers. You believe what's written in the word of God and breathed by God. Can somebody in the house say amen? Sometimes we feel forgotten. Anybody in the house ever feel like you've been forgotten by God? Anybody? My friend, God has not forgotten of you. Uh, first of all, I was walking with my wife uh, yesterday over to Bridge trying to get a little exercise and I started talking about the message and, and the direction that I was headed and, and how sometimes we get in a place that we feel like God has forgotten us. And I said, "Hun, I didn't read this anywhere. The Holy Spirit just dropped it in my spirit. Sometimes I believe that is just a cop out. If we have been walking with God long enough and we've been studying the word of God long enough and we We've been sitting under anointing preaching long enough. We ought to realize that God has not forgotten us. And that can be a crutch. Uh, And if that is you today, you need to get rid of that crutch. uh, And you need to stand in the presence of God Almighty and say, God, you said it. It's written. And I believe it. And God, you will help me through this time. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God's not forgotten you. We live in a sinful world. And because of that, we are not promised that every day will be without pain and struggle. It's just the opposite. We are warned that we will have hardships in this life. Do you hear me? It's easy when you struggle to think that God has forgotten you. But that couldn't be any further from the truth today. 
I haven't heard anything from God lately. People say, well, I haven't heard anything from God. Listen to me. In times of trouble, if you want to hear from God, you pick up the Word of God and you read the Word of God and the Holy Spirit will work through that time. God speaks to us through His Word the majority of the time. You can't pick up the Word of God. You can't pick it up and read it without feeling the presence of God. Do you hear? It's just kind of like when we came into worship today and we begin to lift up our hearts and lift up our, our, our hands and our voices to God, all of a sudden the atmosphere changes and the, the pressure that you're under starts to release. Uh, you know, you got to submit yourself to God. Do you hear me this morning? It's easy in a time of trouble. Listen to what Psalms 94 and 18 it says, when I said my foot slippeth thy mercy, O Lord help me up. In the multitudes of my thoughts, some translation says, in the multitude of my doubts, within me thy comforts delight my soul. Read the word of God when you're confused and when you're doubtful and you're fearful and you feel like that you're alone. You are not alone. If you are a born again believer bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, you are never alone. Do you hear me? It does not matter what you go through. God never sleeps and God never slumbers. God knows exactly where you're at. God knows exactly what you feel. God's not forgot about you. He's an on time God. There was a lady with an issue of blood uh, for multitudes of years. And she lost everything that she had. And I wonder if there was ever a time where she felt like, God, you've not remembered me. But she kept pressing through. And somebody today, I just feel encouraged today to encourage someone else that you can't quit. You can't give up. You got to press on and press on and press on. And God will show up and show off. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, be strong. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. You don't have to face life alone. You don't have to face your problems alone. Do you hear me? God is with us. God has not forgotten you. Monday morning, my wife called me. I was here at the church and she said that one of the men from the church had stopped by and rang the doorbell. And one of our coaches here that I've been trying minister too and he brought me a book uh, it's called my personal best by John Wooden and I really didn't know a whole lot about John Wooden and and I'm one that's got to force myself to read and, and I've got to force myself to put this book down now and and this young man it's amazing Indy what people have went through that's went ahead of us in life and, and how they grew up and he grew up in Indiana on a 67 acre farm uh, with no water and no electricity and there was four children six children. His two little sisters died and there was four boys and it was so cold uh, that his dad would, would put bricks in the fire and then they would wrap them in blankets and put them between the sheets to keep the bed warm and, and you know and he had his dad taught him uh, these rules. Uh, don't whine. 
Don't complain and don't make excuses. And I like that kind of old school, uh, don't whine, don't complain, and don't make excuses. Uh, there's still a God that hears uh, and answers your prayer. Oh, well, God has forgotten me. That's whining, that's complaining, and that's making excuses. Uh, do you hear me? How good we got it in America. How good we got it here. We are blessed beyond measure. God is not forgotten you. God knows all about you. Quit whining, quit complaining, quit making excuses and say, hey, God, you said it and I'm going to believe it and my life is about to change. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, hey, cry baby. Quit your whining. Come on, somebody. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Your circumstance could be worse, you hear me? I said your circumstance could be worse. We don't have to face life alone. Sometimes we do feel forgotten, then we need a shock back to reality. Through terrible circumstances, we may ask if God loves me, then why did he allow me to go through what I'm going through? I've been a part of most many lives here in this room and I've seen what a lot of you have went through and my life has been pretty, pretty easy compared to a lot of people. But God is still God and God has an individual plan for each one of our lives. Man, when, when something happens, Bob, it don't catch God off guard. Do you hear me? It does not catch God off guard. And as a result of these things that we experience in life, we become distrustful and at times our faith falters and our hearts get hard. Don't let your heart get hard. Trust God no matter where you are at. And you know, it's easy, uh, Darlene, for me to say it when things are going good. Uh, but what I've seen you go through and how you've trusted, and I could go around the room, uh, Georgia, I could just all day long. Uh, there is testimony after testimony in here that God is good and God is faithful, healed from, how many's been healed? healed from cancer? Would you stand to your feet for just a moment? Would you do that? How many in the house have been healed uh, from cancer? He is a faithful God. Come on, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Uh, I'm sure there was times uh, maybe you felt like you was alone. How many's been delivered from an addiction? Uh, oh, don't be ashamed of it. Stand right along with me. How many in the house has been delivered from an addiction? He's still God. He's faithful God. Huh? Come on, somebody. Give God a hand clap. You may be, how many, hey, how many's been set free from anxiety? How many's been set free from depression? Stand to your feet. None of this is on my notes. None of this is my plan. Let me tell you, God is a good God. You hear me? Hey, God is a good God. Somebody in the house, uh, everybody in the house, uh, everybody in the house, uh, stand and give God a, a hand clap and a shout of praise. Come on, rejoice. Bless the Lord. Woo. 
right, sit down, let me preach. Listen to me. We cannot look at things from our own limited human perspective. And that's where I get in trouble. God is looking at everything from an eternal perspective. He's God. He has not forgotten not one of us. No, not one. Proverbs chapter three, verse five says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thy own understanding. Every time I lean toward my own understanding, I fall every single time. Do you hear me? Here in Proverbs, Solomon offers sound advice for life. Just because we're in over our heads does not mean that God is not in control. So maybe you're struggling today financially and you're over your head. God is in control. Maybe your finances uh, is not the only problem in your life, but maybe you're struggling in a relationship, in a marriage, whatever it may be, your children. God is still in control. It may look like that you're over your head, but you are not over God's head. Do you hear me? God is God Almighty and he can make anything come to pass. You believe that? Give him another hand clap and a shout of praise. So in the difficult times, pray and ask God to give you his perspective on things. I, don't, I haven't spoke much in the last few months about when I had the strokes, but when I did, there was a peace come over me and a calmness, and I remember saying in the emergency squad, God, this is not about me, it's about you, God. Use me there in Morgantown. So the next time you're going through a, a difficult time, just ask God, say, God, take away my fears, and God, show me what your eternal plan is right here and what your perspective is. Can somebody say amen? So have you ever felt like you've been under more than you can bear? Anybody in the house ever feel that way? Huh? Anybody ever feel that way more than once? Raise both hands. You feel like you just live that way every day. Raise both hands, both feet. All right? All right. Listen to me. Here is his word. Now, if you notice, I said, have you ever felt? Have you ever felt like this is more than I can bear? Felt. Feelings. What's the song say? Feelings, nothing more than feeling. Let me get my Elvis twist there. Hold on a second. <laughs> feeling, nothing more than feeling. Ho! You like that, Mike Clark? Mike's sitting there like he is. Show me a little feeling. Here's what the word said. It's not about your feelings. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Everything you're going through, somebody else already went through it. That ought to excite you right there because they made it. You hear me? But God is what? Faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Temptations. Some men have already overcome them and some have fallen. But God's grace is sufficient. Can somebody say amen? How many knows God is faithful? 
Can you look back and say, man, I see a season in my life where I didn't think I was going to make it, but I look back now and I see that God was faithful all along the way. God was faithful. Go ahead and bless the Lord. Psalms chapter 89 and 1, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With thy mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations, to all generations. James chapter 4 verse 7, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. I believe that's where we come into the place where we say, uh, I just feel like God has forgotten me. No, you're whining and you're complaining and you're making excuses for what's going on in your life when the answer is submit yourselves to the Lord, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If you continue to try to do the same thing over and over and over and you never get different results, you're a blooming idiot. Do you hear me? You know what I like to see America do? We've tried it their way. Like it's Burger King. We've tried it their way. I'd like to see us try it God's way. You know who America, you know who America is? Each one of us. So in your own personal life, you're not, you can't, you're not accountable for what they do at the White House, but you're accountable for what they do in your house. So if you'll change in your house, I don't know if you like this kind of stuff or not, and you do it God's way, it'll get better in your life. I believe that. Can anyone say amen? So why do we struggle to believe the promises of God? Here's the second reason why I believe. Sometimes we feel insignificant. You may ask, who am I? What do I have to offer? Here's what I hear from people. I can't sing. I can't preach. I can't teach. I can't play an instrument. I can't, I can't. What do I have to offer? Well, Jeremiah in the Old Testament, he felt the same way. And the prophet responded to God's call. My battery pack just fell off. Now it's wrapped around my chair. I feel like I'm at a rodeo, I'm all tied up. Don't laugh at me, Bob. You know that don't bother me at a, a bit. Do you hear me? Let's look at Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 6 through 10. I hope you have your Bibles. Then said I, Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. I love verse nine, I'll tell you what. Then the Lord put forth his hand and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Often people struggle because they have a lack of self-confidence and very little confidence in God. They feel they have inadequate ability. 
They feel like they have inadequate training, inadequate experience. I remember the first funeral I preached, Tim Prine, Adam and Andrew's dad, and he said, don't you know what you're doing? I said, no, I don't know what I'm doing. It's my first one. Show me what I'm supposed to do. And he started telling me little things. I felt inadequate. I used to sit in the office down at the dollar store where we started 20 minutes before church trying to find a message. Felt inadequate. Still days that I feel inadequate. But God touched, I believe God touched my heart before he ever touched my mouth. Excuses. Feelings. What has God called you to do? Maybe you feel inadequate. If God gives you a job to do, he will provide all you need to do it. Can someone say amen? I'm setting you up and you know I'm setting you up. God promised to see Jeremiah through all the trouble. He didn't promise to keep trouble from coming. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. There's trouble everywhere. There's difficult, difficulties everywhere. There's, there, I was thinking of driving the van and Coming back from Pigeon Forge, I was thinking about this message, and I remember we hired Pastor Carrie, I think it was 18 years ago. She, she didn't have the experience. We hired Pastor Michael. He didn't have the experience. I can go right on down the line. But when God calls you, when you say, here I am, God, I'm willing, God will use you. You feeling insignificant? God had to remind Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter one, verse five. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Do you hear me? You're not alone. Before you was ever formed and knitted together in your mother's womb, God knew you and God had a plan for you. It blows my mind. I can sit here this morning and say, I know I'm in the will of God I know I'm in the plan of God. I never seen it coming. I didn't sign up for it. I didn't want it. But God said, this is what I have for you. And he's got something for each one of us. You are valuable. If, I, if you never hear a word, I say, God loves you. You are not alone. And God has a plan for you. Do you hear me? God's got a divine plan for each individual. Someone give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. So when God called Jeremiah, Jeremiah downplayed his abilities. He said, I'm just a child. God said, don't, don't speak like that. You know why God says that? Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, watch what you say. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, don't speak that stuff over me. That's exactly right. God said, I've called you to go to the nation. God says, I've anointed you. God said, I have a destiny for your life. God is no respecter of persons and he has a destiny for each one of our lives. 
And we may get knocked off the road. Do you hear me? We have made some bad choices, all of us, but God is able to bring us back and put us on solid ground and God is still able to use each one of us. Don't be discouraged. Don't put your head down. Don't speak you can't do this. You can't do that. Get your head up and look toward God and say, God, here I am. Use me for the divine purpose that you have called me. Give God a hand clap and a shout out of praise. This is not my opinion. I stand on the authority of God's word. In Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God has deposited gifts in each one of us that we may not even understand and realize and your gifting changes as you grow. It is amazing to me. Now, man, we're about to, I've been setting you up. So here we go. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, buckle up. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. Uh, I, don't, I want to come down here where I can really hit you. <laughs> Jesus is speaking, and he said, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. He didn't give anybody anything that they wasn't qualified to handle. The talents, the giftings. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them five other talents. Talents. (laughs) Talents. <laughs> and likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, well done. Thou good and faithful servant, thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. That's hard for me to read right there. I get overwhelmed with the goodness of the Lord in my life, my life. I'm just talking to me. Just act like I'm the only one in the room, all right? He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant, Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then, somebody say then. He which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. 
and I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even which he hath. Verse 30, and cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here's what the Lord laid on my heart. And this is not to scold anybody. This is to encourage. Let's just pick a number. For some of you, it may be a year. Some of you may be three, some may be five, some may be 10. It's your number. You pick it. If this is your church, if this is your church, what have you done to help your church? There's gifts and talents in this room beyond imagination. Unbelievable. And I just got to say it. If your number is significant, three, five, seven, and you've never done a thing in your church, friend, I pray this word gets a hold of you today. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You should be involved somewhere. You know what the hardest job of our church is? I'm pastoring now. I ain't preaching. I'm pastoring. You know what's the hardest job in our church is? Who's got that job? Where you at, Michelle? Stand up. I whispered to my wife, I said she got the hardest job in the church. She comes out here every Sunday morning and everyone in this church is going, oh, gee, we got to listen to this again. You may be seated. I respect you and I appreciate you. When we have work day, when we have work day, you just know who's coming. You just know who's coming. We flew down to Florida. Sorry about that, Mike. It's my fault. We flew down. I know I'm spending a lot of time, but there's a message behind it all. The whole staff, you know, we come in on Sunday mornings and our mind is on what we have to do. And we didn't realize how dry we had gotten. So we flew down to Florida. Most of the church didn't even know about it. Board approved it. And we went to a church conference. We walked in. Within the first song, we were weeping. Because we wasn't focused on our message. We wasn't focused on our lights. We wasn't focused. We were just, nobody knew us. But before we ever got in the building... There was people standing outside with signs. Super dad for Father's Day. Love you, mom, for Mother's Day. 
It's Sunday. I got all kind of them up there. You're loved. You're appreciated. So glad you're here. You getting the you getting the message? Best day ever. <laughs> Smile. Come on, some of you, it's almost impossible. Go, give, give, give me, give me your best smile. <laughs> Feeling. And it impacted us, didn't it? Walking across the parking lot, we seen all these people out there saying, we love you. So we came home. This coming January is two years. We bought this case and all these $1,000, $1,000. And we have tried for two years to get somebody to hold a sign. And you made a comment in the staff meeting Monday, went through me like a knife. He said, Pastor, it just ain't gonna happen. Bury your talents in the sand. Put your head in the sand. If you read that scripture, there's one of two things. The reason they didn't get involved, they were fearful or they just didn't love the Lord, you know. Look at your neighbor and say, oh boy. Listen to me. The small things. The small things. It impacted us. That's just an example. Stand up, Scotty and Crystal. Here's something else I hear all the time. We don't have time. I don't have time. Can I, tell, can I give you a little secret? You've got the same amount of hours in the day that I do. All of us do. Every single Saturday, not every other Saturday, every Saturday, you know what they spend their time volunteering? Going to get to groceries coming back up here, setting everything up in the foyer, back out here early in the morning. How many years? How many years? Yeah. Long, long, long time. They got the same amount of time. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. How do I get out of this mess? Stand with me, that's how. The one who buried his talents because of fear did nothing, did nothing, and he was punished. We got one of the greatest Christmas specials that's going to be in the country, in the country, the Collinsworth family. They're using our facility. We didn't book them. They, they're using our facility, and they asked for a choir. We got 84 members signed up already. We'd like to have 100. Some of you can flat out sing, but you're too lazy. I looked over to see if Carrie liked that. She's gone. <laughs> uh, you got a couple days to sign up. You know, they got two practices. That's it, man. But what can you do for your church? Do not bury your God-given talents. Don't do it. The last one I think is very, very powerful. Why do we struggle to believe God's promises? Because sometimes we feel condemned. We started out feeling, you know, maybe we were forgotten, maybe that's you. 
but maybe there's some here today that you feel condemned. You say, how in the world could I have done that terrible thing? How in the world could I have hurt my family like I hurt my family? How in the world could I have let my wife down or let my husband down? I'll tell you how. Because we're still broken clay. But there's a potter in the house that can put you all back together again. Well, I let my family down. I let God down. Thoughts like these will make you continue to walk in guilt, continue to walk in condemnation. No whine, no complain, no excuses. Own up to it. I've made mistakes. I've had to look at people that I loved and said, I hurt you. Forgive me. I was wrong. Don't lean on the crutch. Isaiah 55 and 7, let the wicked forsake his way. In other words, stop. Stop. Repent. Turn. You got problems going on in your life today? Do something about it. Man up, men, ladies. No whine, no complain, no excuses. I let you down. But I'm not going to live that way. You know, another thing, I'm just venting here this morning, I guess. Well, I don't want nobody to know what's going on. Buddy, when I got a problem, I don't care who knows. I want some help. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Well, I think God's forgot me. No, the only thing God can forget is your sins once you come and ask him. That's the only thing God can forget. Do you hear me? He's not forgot you. But if you'll come before him and humble yourself and acknowledge your sin and ask God to forgive you, he will forget your sin, but he will remember your name. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Proverbs 28 and 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Just keep covering it up. Just keep covering it up. You'll be like the Israelites. Take another lap in the wilderness. Hebrews chapter 8 and 12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. So let's just take a, I promise you, just a couple minutes. Let's take a quick look at some heroes from the Bible. Heroes. That's what they are. Noah, drunkardness. Read the Bible. Abraham lied about Sarah's identity, his wife. Jacob swindled his father and his brother. Moses murdered a man. Murdered, killed, dead. You understand? D-O-A, dead on arrival. David, David committed adultery with Bathsheba and had her husband murdered. These are heroes of the Bible. Solomon, idolatry. Peter denied Jesus three times. 
Even after denying Jesus three times, he's one of the most insignificant people, significant people in the New Testament. Do you hear me? Think about what these great sinners accomplished. Noah, from his drunkenness, was the vessel from whom God saved the world during the time of the flood. God used Moses to free the Israelites from Egypt after 400 years of slavery. He used a man that committed murder. David was a great king who was said had a heart after God, God's own heart. And God used a murderer and an adulteress. Solomon had the privilege of building the temple and is noticed as one of the wisest men in history. God's grace has no boundaries. Do you hear me? So quit walking in condemnation. No whining, no complaining, no excuses. God, I flat out messed up. And you've heard me say this and then I'll close. Grandpa used to say, boy, if you burn a blister, you're going to set on it. How long, Pat, do I have to set on that blister? It depends on how big the blister is. And some of us have made a big, big blister. And we can't expect it to go away overnight. But you just keep treating that blister. Huh? You just put a little salve on it. Huh? A little salve. Just keep on putting that salve on that blister and trusting in the Lord. And God will help you to believe his promises. Give God a hand clap and a shout praise. Every head bow and every eye closed. It would help us to focus on God's promises if we're walking in condemnation. Romans chapter eight, verse one, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Romans eight and 37, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You are more, church, you are more than a conqueror through the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. If God says it, believe it. And I'm asking God, and I've been, I thought I'd pre preach this message two weeks ago, and it just didn't happen. And I've been for two weeks asking God to make people new today, to just touch people. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to speak to the Christian, to the believer first. Are you going through some tough times, some difficult seasons in your life right now? If that's you, slip your hand up. Slip your hand up. As Pastor Kerry sings, I'm going to ask you to step out and come to this altar. Right now, just come. Just come. You say, Pastor, I've been there before. Come again. Put a little bit more salve on it. Come. Come quickly. You put your hand up. Come on, man. You're not in a church that, that's judging you and saying, what's going on with that individual? You're at a place people are rooting for you, man. We want you to get help. There's people here that will pray with you, but you feel like you just want to pray by yourself. You come. Come on. I'm not going to quit. I'm, I'm going to keep asking you. You raise your hand. You come. 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 That's right. That's right. You're not forgotten. You're not forgotten. 
come. You got somebody coming? Instead of sitting there with them, if you love them, come with them. Come with them. Come with them. Give them a little grace. Give them the grace that God gives us. I, I, I ain't quitting. I'm going to keep on. There's others. There's others. But you need to come. There's a lot on the line. Do you hear me? It's your mind. It's your peace. Are you tired of worrying? Are you tired of the anxiety? Are you tired of the battle, the addiction? You're not forgotten. God is here today calling your name. Calling your name. That's right, keep coming. Swallow your pride. God help us all. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Search your heart. I don't know any other way to say it, but if death knocked on your door, would heaven be your home today? If you can't 100% say absolutely, then it's probably not. But God's not forgotten you. God's speaking to you right now, telling you how much he loves you. Right where you're at, I'm not gonna come to you. We're not gonna drag you down here. If you like to pray and ask Christ to forgive you of your sins, you like to start this journey walking with God, being a, a son or a daughter of God, would you slip your hand up and say, today, right here, would you slip your hand up high? Don't be ashamed. Is there one? Would you slip your hand up and say, today, I'd like to give my life to Christ. Is there one in the house? Is there one? I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else. Somebody else. The greatest decision you ever make in your life is to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Is there somebody else? That hand there in the back that went up just a moment ago, open up your eyes and raise your head and look right at me. Thank you, ma'am. And pray this prayer with me and mean it from the bottom of your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, today, I surrender my life and I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me, Lord. And Lord, I'm sorry. But from this day forward, I'll serve you to the best of my ability. In Jesus' name I pray and amen. Can the church give God a hand clap? Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 